are listening to the Chompcast, an official podcast of Sword Chomp. Remember, you can always go to swordchomp.com where you can find the many places our podcast is available for download. But if you're listening to the show right now, that means you found us. So welcome to the madness that is the Chompcast. You can also head on over to patreon.com slash swordchomp if you'd like to support us financially. Either way, we're thankful you're taking the time to check out our show. More on the Patreon later. Uh, strangely themeless show today as we discuss both Kingdom Hearts 3 first impressions as a group, finally, and the new hit Battle Royale game from Respawn, Apex Legends. Um, has 10 million players right now, which is pretty crazy. Um, and I was able to sneak an Apex Legend question into the polls as well. So we can talk about that with our at Swordchomp Instagram community. Uh, the topic of the show is all about our approach to competitive gaming, which actually does circle back around to Apex Legend after all, I suppose. Um, uh, we have grooves to slide our thirst for war into, and uh, the polls we're going to run down, as I mentioned earlier, Apex Legend, Sharks vs. Hippos, Kingdom Hearts, living up to people's hopes, dreams, expectations, all that and more. So don't go anywhere, nowhere. Uh, let's get to some quick intros here, in case it's your first show, um, but either, either way, we want to kind of warm things up, get you, get you to know the crew a little bit, it's going to be talking to you over the next couple hours. Uh, up first, from Texas, we have the Filipino Johnny Depp, uh, Anthony Fisher is here, aka Fish, if you're nasty, uh, Fish, I, I have a question for you. I know we've been smashing a little bit this week. Um, we've been smashing real good. But uh, what happened to my free wins? Well, where did my free wins go? <laughs> Your free wins? I, I got some of them. I got some of them. No, I, I found a, I found a character that I can actually, you know. Oh, beat you your found ass one. With. That's you know. well. Let's slow that down a little bit. That's a little <laughs> bit of a beat your ass. Gave me a, a competitive edge against you. Um, so much so that I'm sure you were throwing your switch in frustration over the amount of times I beat you in sudden death with uh, oh, Richter. Oh, yeah. I was I was very angry. Yes, I threw. I drop kicked my switch at one point. Um, Luckily, it missed the television, so that could have been, that could have been bad. Um, yeah, rage problems. Yeah, you, who's, your, who's your character? Who did you find, Fish? Who did you hit your sweet spot with? Uh, Richter Belmont. Richter oh. Belmont. Oh. From Castlevania, yeah. He has, so, uh, he has uh, a f- couple of uh, projectile uh, moves, and he also has his whip as, as well, which is uh, pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I like I like his moveset. I like what all all his moves like kind of mesh well with like my playstyle and like my strategy in a battle as far as um smash goes. So yeah. I'm glad I found him. Other yeah. than that, I was just floundering around, you know, just picking pretty much not at random, but like just characters that I figured I'd be good with, but did Ultimately. you literally discover him right when we started battling? Was that just completely random? Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, that's terrible luck on my part. <laughs> it's terrible oh, yeah. luck. Yeah. Terrible luck. Um, yeah, no, it was, so we kept getting into sudden death, and then I had to, uh, it was just frustrating because he had this, like, he would just start throwing shit at me from a distance, and uh, we had, like, seven sudden death matches out of ten, and then the only way I found to get around him and start kicking his ass was to pull out Fish's favorite character of all time. 
Sonic the Hedgehog. And uh, that's, that's the appeal of Smash Brothers. There's nothing sweeter than kicking your friend's ass with a character that they despise with every fiber of their fishy being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You also played him in a very annoyingly way as well. <laughs> well, I mean, Sonic, he's kind of designed to be annoying because he just... <laughs> over and over again. God, that's uh, hot. That sound is haunting my nightmares. Haunting me in my nightmares. <laughs> Uh, but no, he helped me in sudden death because of the because of the lock on and the speed. But it was still fun, you know. We are we're both equally about the same level. Where like Josh kicks our ass. Like that one night we played with Josh, he kicked our ass like thirty times in a row. We never beat him once. So me and Fisher are about at the same level, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, it was fun. Uh, glad you're here, Fish. Of course, I actually have an amazing, amazing voice message that has to do with that. So you got to stick into the end of the show. It's raunchy. It's crazy. <laughs> Fish, Fish gave me full permission to play it, but you got to stick into the near the end of the show if you want to hear it. It's a big t- radio teaser. Um, Joshua Fowler is here from Michigan. Uh, the Jimmy Rustler, Josh. I uh, I've noticed that when it comes to war, you've been feeling groovy baby yeah yeah going back to my 1994 austin powers jokes all right it's about time those came back my wife actually had no idea what austin powers was it was a very startling Hmm. revelation yeah oh no i made her watch like 20 minutes of it and she thought it was the dumbest thing she's ever seen (laughs) (laughs) and she was probably right it, yeah, it holds up in a very strange way. You know, those kind of very, Michael Myers humor was very much. I think holds up is a bit of a stretch. Hmm. Come on, did you? Did you like? Did anybody here really like the Austin Powers movies at the time? I'll admit that I did yeah. at the time. Yeah, of course, at the time, the first one was all right. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, if we start judging everything by how it holds up ten years from now, we're not going to like anything, no. <laughs> or very little. Um, Anyway, it's groovy, baby. You've been playing some War Groove. I've noticed. Mm-hmm. You getting your kid on that train too, the War Groove train? Yeah, she has been really into it. I didn't even like show it to her or anything. She was just like, you know, turning the switch on to play something else at one point, and I saw that on there and turned it on. And she's been playing it just about constantly since then. Um, just really got into it. Has been making her own maps and yeah yeah like surprised me how much she got into a tactics game just out of nowhere that's yeah. a dark road josh then mm-hmm. she's gonna be it's a gateway drug to other frustrating games like final fantasy tactics and fire emblem you gotta mm-hmm. be careful you gotta be careful with that. Mm-hmm. have you shown her into the breach you should show her into the breach now she should be ready for the apex yeah i might have to eventually get that on switch Oh, you don't have it on Switch. Okay. Yeah, no, I have it on PC just because it it still just plays better on there than with the controller, but kind of oddly enough, the opposite of Wargroove. Like, that thing was designed for a controller first, and the PC UI is a little strange. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, I need to eventually get that for Switch so she can check it it out. I wonder wonder if you'll change your mind when you play it, because I remember... Playing it on Switch and thinking it felt great. So, just because it's really simplistic, so. And the computer felt great, too. PC felt great, too, but yeah. Hmm. I think it works really well. 
Um, I just love the idea that your kid looks up to you and she's like, yeah, dad, this is game of the year. What? Mm-hmm. This is great. Um, <laughs> uh, probably easy. There's an easy mode there. Does she play it on? Is there like a lower difficulty in Wargroove or is she just going right in on the standard? Um, it has like difficulty sliders that you can change for like, um, like your, um, you could either change it so you're not taking as much damage or change it so you could, um, ha- basically just have like more income every turn. Um, oh, okay. And, uh, for the most part, she's been playing on normal. I think like one time she turned up her income, like maxed it out just to kind of see what happened. Um, but other than that, she's been playing, just playing through on normal. Hmm. Yeah. I hear a lot of people talk. Talking about Wargroove is getting some buzz. Well, uh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, all right. Well, glad you're here, Josh. And of course, from Japan, uh, Professor Layton is here. Shay Layton. Uh, Shay was telling us that he is hot on that. Uh, he needs that Apex Legends r- injected right into his veins right now. He's in a. Yeah, I'm <laughs> digging it a lot. Would you say a lot, you're a lot, a lot addicted? A lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I like, like, do you love me? I like you a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm going for, too. Like, how much do you like me? A lot. How much is a lot? A lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, just like, like the good old middle school days of when you were, uh, you know, on Valentine's Day, you were trying to think of, a, of this brilliant idea due for your teenage significant other. So you went and bought all those sweetheart candy hearts and you made a really lovely poem and you spent hours on it. And then you glued the little heart pieces into this letter and you didn't really think about how you were going to fold this letter because you didn't think about the size of the candy, but that didn't fucking matter. So you had it kind of crumpled in your backpack and then the next day you went to school and then you're like, when should I give this to her? And you're thinking about the right time. And then you guys were in the library and you're like, Oh, by the way, I made this for you. And then you give it to her and you're like, Oh yeah, I did a really fucking good job. I'm this sweet, romantic, badass guy. And then all of a sudden she starts laughing at you and then she throws it in the garbage. And then you realize, Oh wow. She just wasted all my candy that I could have eaten. I remember that. And then I remember you feel really that. sad. <laughs> I remember that from your your Valentine's Day show. I remember that story. Hmm. Yeah. 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 We're going to hear this story once a year. Yeah. For all least. of time. But that's okay. <laughs> that's what being friends is yeah. all about. That's true. It's true. Dealing with my um memory loss. Because mm. I remember this one time <laughs> on Valentine's Day when um I had this brilliant uh, idea in middle school to make this <laughs> too soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, you know, Shay, if it's any consolation, uh, Fish's high school sweetheart was a bottle of Jergens. So, uh, I think, I think, I think it's all you right. You just dip the whole thing in the Jergens? <laughs> I mean, that, that bottle has such a narrow top. How could you, how could you actually feel no, anything he... with that micro penis? Well, you can still get sensation with, you know, just a drop of <laughs> is it the, is it the rib the ribs on the outside of the bottle you just rub it on the ribs and <laughs> God, I got this image of this this 
microscopic of a penis just mm. rubbing up against a lotion bottle. And... <sighs> yeah. No, That's he right. didn't actually screw the top off. It had one of those little clicky flip tops with like three little holes kind of at the end Oh, there. yeah, 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 yeah. Was... yeah. Yep. Oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. Fish may have like a free stay only for shampoo. <laughs> it was funny when he mentioned that to me. He's like, what, you didn't do that when you were a teenager, Morgan? I'm like, no. No, I didn't. But, uh, mm. you know, got... Did you guys place. ever... Did you guys ever... And I think I've asked <laughs> you guys this actually on the podcast before. Did you ever do, do the uh, whole warm the banana peel in a microwave trick? Like they talk about on weeds? No. I've never heard that or seen that show. Uh, no? So there's this part... There's Can this you part tell me more about it? Yeah, there's this part in season two where Andy, uh, Shane's cousin, Shane's like the young kid, um, he catches his nephew throwing a bunch of socks in the toilet because he's he's just, you know, hit that point where his body's starting to change. And so Shane does his thing in the socks and then throws them in the toilet and tries to flush them down the toilet. And it actually clogs the pipes so bad that they have to hire a plumber, and the plumber tells Andy what's going on. So Andy goes to have this really weird sex and hilarious and awkward sex talk with uh, Shane, and he tells him one of the ways that Shane can relieve himself instead of doing it into socks is to take a banana, pull it out of the banana peel, warm it up into the microwave, and then use that. Ugh. Seems smelly. Strange. I don't know. That's yeah. weird. It's like they were like going for the American pie thing, but they were like, no, we need to be different, so let's do a banana peel. I mean, how many objects can you really use? <laughs> really anything if you're creative, I guess. I, I think I think it's like a bong, Morgan. Like, if you try hard enough and you MacGyver it, yeah, you can anything a... can be a pocket pussy. <laughs> anything <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when a, when you when fish is really hornery hornery <laughs> hornery 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 that's, that's what he's ornery and hornery uh, yeah. <laughs> he's ornery, ornery and hornery and he, he's he just, he's horner ornery <laughs> he just turns into like this fucking macgyver ass brilliant scientist just concocting all these crazies why was he flushing him though that's odd to me like why not just wash him? Was he embarrassed? And he was trying to hide him or something. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. But we should probably get. No we should probably get into See, video that's because games kids now. Grow- <laughs> no, this is great. This is the best part of show. I would just say that. That's why I think you should raise your kids. Uh, without such a shame. ring endorsement. <laughs> it's the best part of show. I, I just speaking you know, of dick if jokes. If you raise your kids without speaking shame, speaking of dick you know, jokes, it won't happen. Uh, it won't happen. Um. Yeah, thanks for being here, Shay. Uh, of course, uh, we'll talk some Apex, Le- Apex Legend in a bit. Um, I'd rather talk about Pex. <laughs> Apex. You, you would. You would. Let's do the. the <laughs> I don't think Pex are really that interesting. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I'm gonna put my Pex bias on you. Um. Yeah, my name is Morgan, uh, aka General Mountain Time here in Montana, and uh, I love cats. Now, it's going to be a fun show today. Um, the, the first thing we're going to talk about is our topic of the show, and that is all about competitive gaming. All right, so I've been thinking a lot about this. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there, Josh, don't worry. I've um, been thinking a lot about this because we've been playing some Smash, and you know we kind of have our run-ins with a lot of competitive games, and the competitive... S- s- 
nature of games is just huge now, from most, especially with Twitch streaming and uh, a lot of focus on esports. But we as a group have not always been super into competitive games, so I thought it'd be super interesting to talk about. Now, having said that, of course, we all know Josh really loved Overwatch and has played it religiously for a long time, and we've all had our streaks with stuff like that. So the idea is sort of like, what is our approach to competitive games? What, you know, likes, dislikes, stuff like that. It's kind of a free for all, just fun question. And we're going to get help from the Instagram community. Uh, by the, every Thursday at Swordchomp on Instagram, we'll do a question of the week. And if you leave a nice comment, we might read it on the show. Uh, so, so yeah, so that's where it started. Think about games like Smash and stuff like that. Um, I will say, I will say this to kick things off. I think the issue for me with competitive games is that <sighs> I can't see fish. I need, I want to see fish's face whenever I'm saying, get in here, fish. See my face. <laughs> Sorry. Fish see, is on the webcam. Can you see me? It's a visual gag. And Shay ran away, of course. Um, Cause of course he couldn't pee before the show. He had to wait 10 minutes till the show started. And that's, <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing that drives me, well, you know, it, when I was younger, how about this? Games that you felt, you'll start with this. Games that you guys feel like for some reason in your life you were actually pretty good at for whatever reason. That you felt like you could at least hold your own competitively. Because I'm curious to see what that'd be for you guys. Like I know Josh has Overwatch is a big one. Uh, well, Josh is pretty much good at everything. Uh, Fish. If you were to say what's something, like what's two games off the top of your head that you can look back on your life and be like, you know what, I was strangely good at those games competitively. Um, back in the day, PvP in any MMO, I felt okay. like I was pretty good. Good okay. at it. Um, um, uh, man, that just brings back memories of uh, whenever World of Warcraft introduced uh PvP or World PvP before they started adding those instances and everything where mm-hmm. you would go into like the Warsong Gulch, I think is what it was called. I I got yeah. real competitive in those games where it was like capture the flag or um that type of stuff or just killing pl- other players. Um I felt that like I could really hold my own uh playing as a rogue in that game. Um what was it? Do you think it was because you were really di- what separated someone in that game cuz that's a stat driven game and I never really got into the PVP. Although right. I thought the world stuff was cool. Like if you just came across somebody and you were alliance and they were horde and you got into yes. a fight I always thought that was cool. That was really cool. Yeah, I enjoyed that as well. Um, yeah, uh, the what server... was this? What? I was going to say, what was the separation? Like, what made you better than somebody else in a game like that, where it's really stat-driven and you're just kind of clicking away? Um, strategy. Like, knowing when to attack, when not to attack. Um, and that's a lot more easier for, like, a rogue, um, who's more of, like, a lone type of uh, attack-type person. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's always nice that, you know, have like a healer type supporting you if shit gets hairy, um, and knowing when to pick your own targets, like there's, there's definitely a lot of strategy that's involved. And I feel like all that made sense to me, uh, as far as like the PVP and world of Warcraft went. There's like cooldowns and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Using your, using the correct abilities against the different classes that you're attacking and stuff like that. Um. I would say another game that I enjoyed competitively, but didn't necessarily feel, it, it felt like more like, you know, like a nice pickup game of like playing soccer with friends. And that's, um, 
Rocket League. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You think you were good at Rocket League, huh? All right. All right. Yeah. I I wasn't the best, but like, uh, yeah, I would see, you know, like the more awesome players, like I'd get match up against like a team of three people and I'd have randos with me and the other team would have like these aerial kicks where they would be able to pass the ball up in the air to each other. And like, they'd have one just like jet rocket, um, into like a perfect hit on the ball to just slam it down into the goal. And like, it, it was mesmerizing. I was like, I'm never going to get that fucking good at this game, but <laughs> yeah. I'm still having fun, you know, like trying to defend against them because like, uh, no matter how good the other team is, like you can still have your small little victories, whether it's blocking a goal or being able to steal the ball from them and, uh, make a run towards their goal. The one-on-one element of that game was oddly fun because you had to do everything by yourself. Um, right. And it's like me and Shay had some pretty intense one-on-one battles. I wish I would love to watch you and Shay go at it one-on-one. That'd be pretty fun. Um, yeah. I mean, I have it on PC. Eventually, oh. I'll get a good PC that can run. Well, it's crossplay. It's crossplay. I think oh. you can play anybody oh, anywhere. Yeah. It's even on the Switch too, isn't it? It is, yeah. It is mm. on the Switch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, so we got Rocket League and early Wow, that's a nice delving into Fish's brain there. Uh what about you, Josh? We are we know about your Overwatch uh mastery. Um and your Smash Brothers mastery and just about oh. everything else <laughs> that you're great at. Oh, yeah, I, I, I wanna do- <laughs> I wanna second wow pvp um because as much as it it seemed stat based like once you kind of got to the high end stats were basically the same everywhere and there was like it's it's one of those things where it was kind of imbalanced until the very very high end um Mm -hmm. at which point it becomes you know essentially perfectly balanced and it actually was really good um but like Warsong Gulch in particular is probably just one of the best PvP experiences in yes. a game. Period. Like they tried other stuff before with things like, you know, like they've got Alterac Valley, which was just like a massive mass. No, that wasn't before Warsong Gulch, but you know, like they WoW has tried a bunch of different things as far as PvP modes, but just a simple capture the flag game with, you know, MMO characters worked so well. Like, mm-hmm. it really was. It was it's just one of the one of the one of the best game modes out there. Um, hmm, interesting. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I've got all sorts of memories from Warsong Gulch from back in back in my WoW days. That's that's always fun. Um, that's fun. Uh, yeah. As far as like taking something super seriously. I've not really done that with a lot of games. Um, I just generally haven't had the time with the podcast and everything to really get into a game and um, play it to that sort of a point. Um, like, I've, you know, kind of tried to keep up with Overwatch since that came out, although, you know, since it's, what, three years old now? Almost mm-hmm. four? Or almost three. I'm not sure. It would have been almost, game of the year four. when we first started. It yeah. would have been, yeah, the first year we started. So, um, But, you know, 
considering everyone else who's playing it has also been playing that long. I'm, it's not, not like I'm getting better as much as just keeping up with everyone else who's also getting better. Um, Do you still have a high rank in that game? What are the, like, not really. No, no, like, no. I've not, not gone for a rank in several seasons. Um, like, I've mostly just kind of been screwing around in quick play with friends the last several seasons, um, which is fun, too. Because uh, the ranking system in that game is still not not the best, um, but yeah, like it's 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 a strange game because it's so so team based and tuned for esports amazingly amazingly well, but the the way the ranked system works is still just awkward um, and doesn't really doesn't really make the best games. You don't really get the best matches in competitive. Um, really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, huh. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. And obviously Overwatch became a sensation. Uh, I should have asked, I should have flipped it around for you and asked you what games you sucked at because you're good at oh, everything. Plenty of I them. Like, <laughs> I suck at, um, like Starcraft, Warcraft, and all the RTS games. I love them, but I'm fucking terrible at those games. Um, I heard that. Yeah, like, <laughs> just the amount of heard multitasking that. going on in order to even be remotely competent at one of those games is just <sighs> beyond me. Yeah. Like, they're just, they're, yeah, it's unreal how many Likewise. things they're yeah. just tracking at all times. Um, yeah. Maybe if you were Korean, you'd have a better shot. Yeah, like, I, I can barely keep my build order together like okay let's uh another supply depot oh crap i'm like end up yeah it just never <laughs> never on time so it never worked for me because i just the only part of the game i liked was the building of stuff so i'd be sitting there like i'm gonna build something oh and then this guy would be invading my base mm-hmm. and like no i'm yeah. trying to build you these what? what's going to, on uh, we eventually need to get you a computer that's not you know infected with everything with all the things the- and Definitely not porn. Yeah, it's not effective. we can we can actually play some StarCraft because they've actually got game modes on there where, like, instead of having like a two v two where you're both controlling an army, where like you you can share controlling an army to have somebody like build everything and have somebody else control the units. We could do something like that, just so each of us is only having to focus on half the stuff in that game, which is still overwhelming. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Split the brain in half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still don't think you want my half of the brain for that, but, <laughs> but thank you. Um, Shay, what about you? Like when you look back on your life, what's like two games that stick out to you as like games that you find yourself strangely, let's say competent at or good at. Shay Layton, earth to Shay Layton. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought I it lagged for a second. I didn't hear you at all. I apologize. Um, one of the so one of the ones that actually when I thought about this question when I kind of was trying to fine tune it essentially was I was thinking about Rock Band because hmm. um, when I first started playing that game, you know I I used to only do the guitar and. Um, I would just do it for pleasure type of thing. Um, always wanting to feel like I could play in a rock band, but living in Great Falls, Montana, you can't really get... It's not easy to get musicians together to play in a band. So um, that was the next best thing, but 
then I got that drum, like the drum kit, and I've talked about this plenty of times, and it really kind of defined who I I would become henceforth. And one of the things is I would practice almost daily for an hour, and it got to the point where like there were certain parts of songs that would really frustrate me, so I'd actually go into the practice menus on that game, and I would sit down and I would practice certain parts over and over again and I'd slow it down mm-hmm. and I'd speed it up and it's very similar to how you how a musician does it you know like if you're playing a song you're learning a song mm-hmm. and there's a specific part that's particularly difficult to you um all the best musicians and I'm not saying I'm a good musician I'm just saying all the quality ones um they sit down they take that part that's giving them a difficult time and they just play it over and over and over. They really break it down and they figure out why this particular part gives them so many issues. And then they just, you know, they play it at a slow tempo and they slowly build it back up to normal speed. And then they're good. And that's kind of one of the things that I really, I would do um, on my free time with Rock Band when I was struggling with a song or I wanted to get better at something. You know, if like, I'm trying to hit mm-hmm. 30 second notes um on the on the hi-hat pad or on the hi-hat um on the drum kit. You know, for me that's that's a little bit more difficult going that speed, so you know, I have to practice that. And if I want to play against other people online and I know that song might be selected because it's a difficult song, I need to make sure I'm able to play that part. So, for me that was part of the strategy of going into that game just playing certain parts over and over again that were difficult for me so I could become better at them when I played people online. Um, mm-hmm. That was one of the first ones I thought of. When yeah, it's, came fu- up with this topic. it's funny you mentioned that because, yeah, that you, I was going to be cute with my answer too, but mine was the same with uh, Guitar Hero. But um, I'll get to that in a second. But, yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah, yeah, that's – you don't really think of it as competition, but it really is because if you had someone – well, that's weird because how does that work? Like for me with Guitar Hero – if someone came over and they were also really good at the game, you could have like a guitar duel and it would keep track of your points and your percentage and stuff. But with the drumming, you couldn't really have another person come over and have a drum off, right? You know what I mean? So you're basically well, you just again. do it online. You do it online. online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's that's what I would do. I would do that online sometimes. Um, you know, yeah. if I wanted to boost my ego and be like, hey, <laughs> watch me play this plastic hop on that drum cyber set. drum circle. Yeah, you better watch out, motherfucker. It's like it's like like Scott Pilgrim for basement dwelling nerds is essentially so like, like that. Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was Pretty a really creepy laugh, and I apologize. So. <laughs> nah, you're good. But the other um, one that yeah. the other one that I um really thought of with this is, and I hate that I always use these two as ex- ex- as let examples. me guess. Can I guess? Can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, Modern Warfare. Go ahead. Sorry, you get the lag. Modern Warfare. Uh, just Call of Duty in general, man. Uh, but yeah, specifically Modern Warfare. Uh, Modern Warfare 1 and 2, I took way too seriously. Um, again, I've documented that on here plenty of times. But I would, I would go into games, and I, I typically stuck to the guns I knew. Because, you know, that's the thing. You develop these abilities with the things that you like and you become better at it. But sometimes 
I would try and use different weapons to get better at them, um, just to make myself more well-rounded in the game mm-hmm. for some reason, because I took it, again, way too seriously. And um, I would play these different modes, like, you know, you have Search, uh, search and Destroy, you have the Hardcore mode, you have the Plane te- Team Deathmatch mode, and since then, it's obviously branched out into a plethora of modes. But I would I would play these certain ones, and I would play these certain maps, and I would try different styles, you know? I would try camping for, like, an hour. Or I would try, you know, kind of a run-and-gun style. I would try these different strategies because, you know, that's how you get better at a game, like a like a fighting game or like a um, a shooting game, is you have to try these different strategies because you have to be able to adapt to what the other players are doing. It's very similar to a sports game, whether it's basketball or football um, or hockey or soccer. You know, you have these set plays, essentially, and you have to be able to know how to, how to play as those set plays because you have to be able to know how to counteract them. And that was a, that was a big thing I was trying to do when I was a lot younger. Um, I was rolling with more people on that game. We had a consistent crew or consistent people that I would rotate playing with. And it was just figuring out each person's playing style and trying to curtail your strategy to what the opponent's doing. Or if you're selecting a strategy and you're going on the offensive, basically how how does the other team react? What kind of split-second decisions can you make strategy-wise that defeats that um, defeats that team and i i would like to in theory say i did that all the time and i didn't you know a lot of time when i spent playing that game it was just me running around shooting people you know um not really developing strategy but towards the end um i really started to try and develop more strategy and play more but you know that's when people started my friend circle started kind of coming off that game um i started you know on the tail end of me getting bored playing that game and wanting to play that game. And um, I just think that's really have to, how you have to approach uh, shooting game games in general, you know, like uh, it's something I'll get into later when we talk about apex legends, but it's, it's interesting as you get older, the more experience you have, like what kind of strategies you develop and how your playing style really changes as well, because you kind of, you have to think about, the hand-eye coordination and the split-second decision-making, which slows down over time. So it's very similar with sports too. You know, basketball. Uh, you can't like if you're if you're a basketball player that completely relies on athleticism, um, like like someone like John Wall or Russell Westbrook. At some point, your body's gonna slow down. You know, Russell Westbrook's probably not the best example because he's a freak athlete and he's still going at 30 years of age. But you know, there are other players that when they rely on just their athleticism, they do not age well uh, in the game. Whereas it, over time, if you develop strategies uh, that kind of offset that you're losing your athleticism, then you become a better player. And I think that's kind of mm-hmm. how video games work too. You know, yeah, the, pr- yeah. the prime of your life is in your, your late teens, early twenties as a gamer, because that's when your reactionary skills are so, so quick. But as you get older, you kind of have to adjust that play style. You have to adjust your play style yeah. to be able to still be competitive. 
mm-hmm. especially with something like Twitch reflex oriented, like a lot of st- shooters. Like I was when I was the other day, I was watching the uh, Ninja play Apex Legends, and he just fucking it's so twitchy and movie. It's just insane, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. as opposed to maybe a game that's more traditionally strategy based, or it's more about like a lot of that. Like you were saying, Shay, like you know, like like Tom Brady won a Super Bowl. He's an old man. He's not as good as he used to be, but he's smarter than everyone because he's played for twenty fucking years. So if you can find something where you can like usually outsmarting your opponent is, is is the best way to go. Like that's the only way I was able to a, able to beat Fish when he was pissing me off that night. Um, consistently, as I switched, I, I was like I had to pull my head out of my ass and be like, okay, stop using Donkey Kong, stop using Donkey Kong. Think about why you're dying. Okay, I'm dying in sun death. Okay, well, how can I get around him in sun death? I'll get this fast character that can launch right at him, and it worked because I had to you know try to outthink the situation. I didn't get any better at the game. I just was trying to get around the curveball he was throwing me. And uh, I think mm-hmm. that's what's interesting about those things. I would say, for me, the Guitar Hero is one. Shay already kind of hit all the major points on that one. I will say, true story, Sh- Fish, I don't know if you remember this, because you were with me in the apartment days, but mm-hmm. nobody nobody could touch me in Guitar Hero. I was like a god at that game. Um, mostly because I already played guitar in real life, so it was kind of a natural transition for right. me. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you have really good rhythm and, like, good hand-eye coordination like you do well in that game mm-hmm. and uh so, <laughs> i was gonna make a dirty joke and i deferred um but i finally i met this kid named brian i don't know if you remember him fish he i can just, it's just i'll just say his name was brian and he was a co-worker of mine and he came over to our house one day and he was the first kid i ever met that could hold his own with me in guitar hero and he could actually beat me and i remember it was like a punch to my gut i was like oh my god it's like this skinny little st- stoner kid that I work with that could just shred the house. And I was like, no, no one's ever <laughs> beat me. No. Now, again, that was my tiny ass town. And I played a lot of people, but it's still a very small sample size. And then when once the rise of like speed metal, you know, became popular, like with Dragon Force and stuff like that, there's people just trying to learn these impossible solos online. And mm-hmm. then you see a six-year-old shredding Dragon Force online, and you're like, okay, well, then why am I even here? What am I even doing with my life, you know? Um, but it was fun for a while. That was one game I I felt like I had an advantage because I was already a musician. So I was like, ha, ha, ha. The other one, and so Shay already covered that a lot, but yeah, we're both on the same page there. And then the other one was the first Halo. The very first Halo. Uh, I remember me and Josh used to mm-hmm. like try and find land parties and stuff, but <laughs> uh, we'd carry our little controllers across the military base. <laughs> we, we did yeah. that one time. We, we went to a land party. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was fun, and we did pretty good, and, but it was like a fun experience because that was when land parties were like... Yeah, I was way worse at a land party because I was... A fucking king at screen watching, because <laughs> like there's just not enough going on in that game to not be looking at the other three people playing, so you can snipe them as soon as they walk around a corner. Well, um, you were a sniper, yeah, that's true. But yeah, yeah, as soon as we actually didn't have that cheat for me, I was a lot worse than I was anytime I'm playing against somebody else on the same screen as me. I used to make Morgan so angry because I'd launch, I'd preemptively launch rockets at him right as he was approaching a corner because I could tell exactly where he was going. It was like, it's like those, (laughs) those Uh, are the good old days. Those really mm -hmm. were. Screen watching was in itself a strategy. It was. really what it was. It was. Like if you, if you had enough concentration to be able to watch two screens at once, 
It was a huge advantage. <laughs> it really was. Everyone did it. We were all mm-hmm. dirty cheaters. Um, but yeah, we, we played each other so much in that game that we all got pretty good at it because we just played it all the time. And like the simplicity of the original Halo, I, I generally prefer things that are a little more simplistic. Mm-hmm. Um, what you're starting, in, like including a bunch of like RPG elements and shields and abilities, it's just, it just becomes a little much for me. Like just, uh, something about the, the original Halo I love because it was just very simple. You had two kinds of grenades, like four or five kinds of weapons. A tiny arena, and that was it. It was very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really liked that, that element of it. Um, and then Halo got crazy, and everyone got really good. So, so <laughs> Halo's very different nowadays. But um, on that note, so those, those are some, some things we've laid out there, some of our approaches. Kind of give some people a peek into us, because maybe they're a new listener to the show, and they don't want to go dig back to all those older episodes. Although you should, because they're great. Um, so, and that's a good transition, I think, to some of these listener comments that we can bring in here, talk more about. Um, every Monday, uh, I'm sorry, every Thursday uh, on the Swordchomp Instagram page, like I mentioned, we will bring up a question of the week and we try to grab some comments to read on the show, talk about, discuss, things of that nature. And this was all about competitive gaming this week. And as I pulled up here, we got some good, got some good responses. So the first one here I have is from our good friend Hakuna Matata. I usually just play for fun. VIP Hakuna Matata. We love you. But I can get pretty competitive if I find a decent team. Oftentimes I just get on to have a good couple of games. Uh, and that's a big part of it if the game is, you know, team oriented. You know, if you get stuck with some randos who are not willing to work with you as a team, you're mm-hmm. not probably going to have a fun time. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Which is what's interesting about Apex Legends that we'll talk about in a bit because they force you to play as a team. It's only team-based right now. Mm-hmm. Three players, there's no solo. You uh, know, I, I will say, though, like, whenever I came into, like, a randos uh, game in Sea of Thieves and they were really good, I enjoyed that. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, there isn't that camaraderie that I get, you know, out of them whenever, as opposed to playing with you guys, so... I mean, it's a, it's a trade-off, but, like, if I yeah. actually really wanted to get into that competitive side of the nature of a video game, like, playing with people of higher caliber is can be fun because you get to see different strategies and yeah. kind of the meta of the game <laughs> are, at that you, point. You saying you, you like playing Sea of Thieves with someone who knows how to operate the sails? Yeah, yeah. Somebody who, who, who knows, somebody who knows where, which way the wind's blowing. Yeah, someone, someone who can tell which way north is. If only I could piss in that With game. With a compass? Piss, piss into the wind and then I'll know which way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my piss is flying back in my face. Josh, turn the sails north. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> That's true. But no, yeah, there's like a silent respect when you're with someone and you're doing good, but you can't talk. There's like mm-hmm. this weird, like... Uh, yeah. Unspoken sort of vibe. We're like mm-hmm. connecting a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Apex Legends, that like you're saying with that, you're you're forced onto a team, which is a good thing. Um, so it's like all squad based stuff. But the randos can be so random. Like it's basically the only random groups I've ever gotten on there have been immediately die. Like. 20th out of 20 or 
second. Like, like there's nothing we going in, in between. on Apex now. Hmm. No, he's just it's kind of going, going back and forth. It? No, just, just like I didn't know if we're going in now. Yeah. Well, we, we'll get there I eventually, but ready. But yeah, like it's the the Can't random nature of it. Like whether or not they're willing to cooperate with you is such a huge deal. So there's no middle ground. Yeah. There's no middle ground. There is a great. You, you can't. Awful. You can't just kind of halfway scrape by on there. Like you're either cooperating or you're not on there. And yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Kilted Gamer said, "I don't compete, plain and simple. The reason being is I'm not nearly good enough to compete in any game, and that's okay by me. I don't have the time to put into a competitive game now. I'm just playing for fun." Mm-hmm. Which I will say generally I agree with because I was going to tell you guys this is my starter and I totally forgot. But like for me, I don't get happy when I win. I get relieved. And when <laughs> I lose, when I lose, I get angry. So it's, there's really no win-win for me. I'm either like, oh, thank God didn't fish, d- didn't beat me. I don't have to kick my controller. Or I have to kick my controller. So I don't really, <laughs> see, there's, no, there's no middle ground. There's no happiness there for me. Mm. It's all pain. That's a really good point, actually. Something I've never really thought about in a way because, you know, I talked about it a few weeks ago, like with Magic the Gathering. That was a lot of why I still played. I wanted to feel that feeling of relief. And if Mm -hmm. I didn't win, I'd get angry. And that's a lot of like why I continue to play a lot of games semi competitively online, like Call of Duty. At first, I enjoyed winning very much. And then it got to the point where, you know, I just wanted to feel relieved. That's interesting. Yeah. For sure. It, it's something I hear a lot of coaches in professional sports talk about because they'll win like a big game and they're just like, honestly, I feel more relieved that I'm not going to be in hell for the next six months of this offseason. You know, it's just like, God damn, what a career that is. You know, it's like, uh, the town's not going to hate me for the next seven months. Um, and yeah, it's interesting. But I, I think deep down, we well, do admire. It's either win or go home as the most overpaid loser in the uh, entire city. So. I yeah, can I yeah. can see that there. Well, and I think deep down we all admire a level of competition even when we lose because that's what makes it fun. But it's it's a hard boundary to find. Like I want I always thought when I got older I'd hit that point where I'm like, you know what? That was an, that was a great game. Good job. But it's never like that. Mm. I still just get mad and I'm just like, I'm 30 years old. Like I don't even care that much. And then the second I lose, I care, you know? And I make it worse on myself because I taunt Fish with terrible pictures of Donkey Kong's penis just to rub it in his face. So then I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm stoking the fire with... <laughs> just driving my rage further till one day I just beat your ass mm-hmm. mercilessly. It's too bad uh. you're just a rat, rat in a cage. Um, Crunky said... If I'm serious about it, I'll do a few practice runs. Smashing pumpkins? (laughs) Thanks for ruining the joke. If I'm serious about it, I'll do a few practice runs and quick play before starting a competition. If I'm losing more than winning, I stop playing and switch to a different game. So her rationale is just, you know, I'll try it out. And if I, if it's not about 50-50 or I'm losing too much and I, then I bail, which is logical because if you're losing, you're not going to have fun. I mean, I think that's fair to say. No one has fun when they lose. No one wants to feel like a loser. Yeah, oftentimes whenever I'm losing a lot and I realize that I have to, whenever, you know, the get good uh, phrase kicks into my head, I'm like, oh, do I really want to get good at this game? That's, that's, usually, <laughs> that's usually the breaking point for me where I'm just like, you know what, I'm not going to invest all this time into this game. Just yeah. because, you know, 
You have to, you have to love. I think you really just have to love the game, what it's offering you. Like mm-hmm. I wish Into the Breach had some sort of competitive mode because I love that game. I don't even know how they do it, so I'm not just gonna sit here and say they could or should do it. But like, if something like that had it, that would be amazing. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, because the game speaks to me. But yeah, they couldn't. I mean, they could put competitive in there, but it would be nothing, nothing even remotely alike. Because what if we could all grab a mech, like all three three people, we each control one mech? I mean, that could be done, but like other than that, like the main conceit that you can see what the enemy's about to do can't be done in a two player yeah. game like that. Because like, that's true. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Just take yeah. that away. <laughs> Leave it a mystery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's true though. That's uh, that's why it wouldn't work. Sadly, that's probably why I like it. If you're gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. If you do that, then I'm gonna do that. Mm-hmm. It's like, like chess where you hold the piece out uh, I can put this yeah, right here yeah it would end up being eBay bidding the game because you're both sitting there <laughs> waiting until the last second to finally finalize what your move is really going to be yeah yeah yeah. Um, uh, let's see two more here just the 85 said I like to play for fun and also do competitive play I love to win but I've never broken a controller. You can learn more from your losses than victories. Now that is true. I have learned a great deal from the bad mistakes I have made in games, and there is value in that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I was joking about breaking a controller. That's why a couple people mentioned it. Um, I to this day have never actually broken a controller. One time I told you guys the Bloodborne. I well, I think maybe I did break the controller of Bloodborne. I it wasn't competitive though. I don't remember. It's been a while. Um, last one. This is a funny one. Uh, TJ Ski said, Zero broke controllers, but I curbed my controller throwing habit after it went wireless because that SNES controller was like a damn boomerang. They build those tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's true. <laughs> All wired in there. And you're like, ah, come. And it would just bounce right back at your face. Mm-hmm. Whiplash. God, it's true. They, I'm glad they built those old controllers tough. The switch, on the other hand, sure when I helped. grab it and start to bend it like a board because I'm so mad, I feel it. I can hear it cracking. And I'm like, I probably shouldn't do that. Probably a bad hmm. idea. Probably not, but fuck it. Rage is such... Just my, loosen my... up that motherboard. <laughs> my wife actually looked at me one time. And I lost a fish in this really dumb... So this is a good story. It's really short. I lost a fish in... The... We were just messing around. It was a horrible map. Again, that's me making excuses, and I will make excuses. <laughs> um, it was this weird, like, tree map, and I had the game won, so I ran to the corner of the map, and I sat there with a the shield, and there was, like, four seconds left. And fish came running over at me. All I had to do was either attack him or do anything logical, and I had it won. And he runs all the way over to me as my shield is down, and there's like literally .001 seconds on the clock, and he does a smash attack, and and I die. And it sends us to sudden death, and I just throw my fucking controller into the couch. That's my safety net. I throw it into the couch because it can't break. Mm. And uh, and she looked at me, and she's like, this is disgusting. Whatever you are right now, this is very unattractive. I was like, oh, <laughs> yes, you're probably right. I need to stop doing this. Because, you know, if your women or your significant other sees you do that, they just, like, it makes you look like a child. And I was like, fuck. Mm-hmm. I guess that's right. I should probably not do that. Of course, as soon as she left the room, I kept doing it. Um. Anyways, it's <laughs> uh, thanks for your comments and questions. I or I guess just comments. I will tag you in the post <laughs> when it goes live. Was any questions really? Uh, and that gives us a nice bridge to something like Apex Legend. 
um, which we were kind of dabbling into a little bit. We've all sp spent a couple games with it, except Fish, I don't think. Um, this game is interesting because... Sorry, let me move my mic. This game is interesting because it is one of those games that just came out of nowhere. The beautiful age we live in, just, hey, guys, this game dropped today. Um, Shay was talking about it. He kept calling it Titanfall Battle Royale. And then... Um, I was like, I've never heard of Titanfall Battle Royale. What's... And then people started messaging me about it. And then it was all over Twitter. And they're like, oh my god, this Apex Legend thing. People all shut up about it. So we had to play it. It's our, sw it's our solemn duty to do these things. Um, now, Shay, I, pr I was predicting you'd probably enjoy this game a lot after I spent some time with it. I put that in my notes. I didn't know you'd get addicted or not, but I was thinking maybe you would because, you know, you have that penchant for, like, Call of Duty from your childhood and respawn. You know what they they made call they made Modern Warfare before they made um, games like Titanfall. So it still has that like core. Like the weird thing about this game is it's basically sort of like the speed and feel of something like Call of Duty, but with like the Overwatch style like hero based thing, and then you know emphasis on teams. And they got rid of the mechs from Titanfall and some of the wall running and stuff like that. So it feels a little more like a Call of Duty to me, but it's the emphasis on the teamwork and sort of that they definitely seem to me like they're leaning into that uh that Overwatch hero stuff to mix that into the battle royale, which is smart. But yeah, anyway, Shay, I thought you'd love it because it feels a lot like Call of Duty. It's got that snap to it and that pop. Yeah, it feels really good. Um I haven't played many of the battle royale games i pretty much just played fortnite and this never could play PUBG because i didn't have my xbox at the time i didn't play the call of duty one because i'm checked out of the call of duty franchise i don't remember if there are any other battle royale games i'm sure there are but uh yeah this one just it feels a lot better than fortnite and i don't mean i don't mean to shit on fortnite um i'm just from from my personal perspective and uh what i like it just feels a lot tighter than fortnite i really like that it's in first person first and foremost uh the third the third person of fortnite i mean it's a different feel but to me it just it feels i don't i can't think of a better word um juvenile in a way and just the whole game feels juvenile now you know just the, the the art direction of it and it's it's not a bad art direction at all just like everything about it feels very juvenile it or a step down i guess it just has that minecraft meets easy shooter feel but this game it just feels a step above it has a lot more complexity involved in it like you can pick up weapons and then you can pick up attachments to your weapons to make them better when you kill someone there isn't just guns splayed across the ground there there's a there's a little box and you have to sift through the box and it takes a little bit of time a little bit of strategy because if you just run straight to the box and try and loot it someone may see you and kill you and you want to sift through that stuff and figure out what's going to work for you um cuz you have li limited inventory you got kind of like Fortnite you got to pick what what you want to take with you and uh, one of the big things about the the game that the Overwatch comparison is there is each character kind of has an alt, and they're they're not game breaking alts. They're not going to give you a decided advantage, but they're going to give you a little bit of an advantage. So it feels to me, from what little I've experienced, it feels very balanced. 
I've never been overwhelmed by somebody's ultimate move or alt, whatever you want to call it. And to me, I've never felt like I'm getting this unfair advantage as a result, which is actually really nice. It makes it makes every character have its own feel, yet still be a viable character, which is really, yeah. really balanced. Yeah, but the only one that I think there's any advantage to currently um, is Caustic, who's was one of the um, paid heroes who has gas mines that you can leave behind and who can also see through smoke, um, which is a fairly big advantage compared to a lot of the others. That is, that one is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, other than that, I feel like they're all extremely well balanced, but it, like that, that passive that he has between being able to leave smoke. Oh, the gas guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's don't you the have only to pay one. for him though? You have yeah. To pay for him. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I've only played a few games and pay to like, win. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I think you'll get there pretty quickly though, because you can pay with the, um, whatever the fuck it's called, the real money currency, the currency, um, or with the in-game one. Um, and I've only played you know a handful of games, and I'm like a tenth of the way there. So like, if you seriously played, you could get them in like a week. Um. Yeah. So it's not like a huge, huge deal, but I still feel like he's slightly overtuned compared to the others, at least currently. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I probably need to play more to really get a good, good feel for it, but he seems really good compared to some of the others. Um, so that's fair. That might be something they iron out a little bit later. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure some of it'll get tweaked here and there. Um. Sure. I'm surprised. I'm surprised sure. you you're enjoying it as much as you are, Josh, just because of your, like it kind of has a military sort of aesthetic. It plays a lot like Call of Duty. Like, what's the big separation for some? Like, because I remember you were watching us play Blackout, and you were you didn't even want to touch it. So I'm um, just curious. I mean, the big thing here is just the movement. The movement is so fast. It's so snappy. So responsive. Every character has. They don't have wall running TM like in the Titanfall games, but all of them have wall climbing. Like you can scramble up walls. They're about uh, 12 feet high or so. Like all of them can, you know, make jumps like that, um, which gives you a lot of mobility. Um, All of them speed up whenever you are sliding downhill. And there's downhill somewhere nearby you at all times. So you can do, like, crazy, um, like, you know, like, speedrunning type stuff where you're, like, picking up speed and doing jumps and climbing have all you used over any the, of the um Have you used any of the little uh, zip lines or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can do similar things with that because you can, like, jump off and on a zip line at any point to speed up, change direction. And it's just, like, it just, it's, it's a joy to move in this game. And, yes. and that makes such a huge deal in any game that you're playing that that like that that is the that is the first thing you notice whenever you turn on this game is how good it feels just to move um yeah well that's how then that's how the that's respawn's thing you know mm-hmm. like, yeah but i mean that i think that's always been the appeal of call of duty too i mean you don't have as much mobility but for the most part it's a slickness and a speed to it um, well, more to the gunplay because all the guns in that game have such low time to kill on it. It, it ends up slowing the game down because if you ever run out into the open, you just instantly die. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas in this one, it's not like 
Overwatch levels, but you all have a decent amount of health, so you're safe enough moving around that you just you don't feel like you're constantly pinned down. Like you always feel like you have yeah. options to, you know, to reposition and stuff. Um, which yes. just it, it makes the game just feel more fast paced because even though it takes longer to kill someone, it means you're just between that slightly more survivable health pool and much more mobility, it just makes it feel like you have the option to move at all times. Yeah, this one thing that's really good about this game is this, like, healthy balance, which we're kind of alluding to, is the map is big enough to where you're not going to run into people and you're just stuffed in there, but it's not so large Mm -hmm. that you're spending a quarter of the map running like you do in Fortnite. Like... A quarter of my time playing Fortnite was gathering supplies and running from area to area. And this game, it, it's, it's really balanced in that regard, and that helps with how fast the gameplay is. Yeah. Well, and it's, just, it's so well balanced yeah. with all its mechanics. All the weapons are pretty good from the get-go. Like, you don't really have tiers of weapons other than the legendary ones that you can get at, like, the, you know, the, like, hot zone areas yeah, where, vendor, like, yeah. where like everybody's going to be collapsing on um but other than that all the weapons are basically the same so you pick up one at the beginning and you're as lethal as you would be later on um which is cool it's a good feeling it doesn't make it so like oh well i guess i found a gray weapon here i better avoid everyone until i find something that isn't complete garbage um yeah right like you you feel lethal pretty pretty early on in each match. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's like you just, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. That was my, that I go ahead. One thing I noticed about the game that I don't like as of right now, that like it has a really great balance between everything it's trying to do, uh, for me. And maybe this was just my experience, uh, the past two times I've played, but it's been really difficult when I hop into a map, finding a, a weapon right off the bat. I played one game yesterday where I spent, like, almost five minutes trying to find a fucking weapon. Yeah. And, my like, the um, two guys I was running with just kept picking up every weapon. And I was like, God damn it, I need a fucking weapon. And they're just ignoring me, and I'm trying to find these weapons. And in a game like this, where it's predicated on you, essentially, it's much more team-driven than Fortnite, for sure. Uh, in my opinion. Th- that if... If you get on a, on, on a shitty team and they're not, yeah, like, they're like picking up all the shit. Yeah, yeah, then you're fucked. You're fucked. Yeah, and like that definitely well, happened I don't know why to me they last pick up night. Everything. I, was, I was running around weird. for almost five minutes with just grenades, and it's it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, like that's the nature of online play. No matter what, like that'll yeah. never. You'll change. get stuck with complete idiots occasionally. Um, one of the things I've noticed oh, there that kind of helps alleviate that is to, if you're on a random team, assume that they're idiots. And, like, break formation before your jump master gets you all the way to the ground. Because um, you can actually yeah. see that the chests in this game are huge compared to stuff like Fortnite. So if you, like, watch yeah. on your way down and, like, bo- you know, a few seconds before you actually get to the ground, just, like, break off and beeline for a chest so you don't get completely screwed by an idiot teammate. Um, well, yeah. well, that's the weird yeah, thing. I, I've I had, had a little opposite. better luck with that. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't had that issue only because, like, every time I've been with 
a team, they basically land in an area where there's like four or five giant chests and everyone just scatters and grabs guns. So I haven't had the, personally the gun issue happen to me um, because for some reason, every time I'm with the team, they just land in one of those like major drop areas where there's like four or five giant chest things and I just yeah. grab something. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I've had I, I, a couple good yeah. teams like that where like, um, like they don't really have weapon rarities, like I was saying, but they have different ammo types. Yeah. Um, well, and so you kind of want to well, pick a variety a... so you don't end up well, taking and, and each other's th- ammo and stuff. Um, the big thing about the team emphasis is like all the tagging and all that stuff. I haven't mm-hmm. really gotten into a lot of that because it wants me to tag everything. But I haven't really, f- I haven't felt the need to use it yet, but I feel like that's probably just because I, my style of play or not, you know, it's kind of a new thing for these sort of games, but the idea is that you can tag things for your teammates. I believe you can tag enemies too. If you see somebody, you can tag you can basically tag. anything. Like it's all context sensitive and it's basically the best non chat communication in any game period by yeah. a landslide. Like it is such a huge margin being able to tag. Like th- this is something that even if you have chat, is huge like being able to ping there's a weapon here and it'll put something on their screen so they can go directly to it you don't have to try to describe where in this ridiculous house or whatever yeah this you know tiny little item is um and yeah like a lot of the usability stuff they've added to this game just streamlines it so much and like it, it it's something you really need to get used to using because it does it, it helps out so much um tremendously yeah just to be able to give people yeah information. that's that's the big yeah that's the weird thing about this game i think is it because when i look at it like big picture it's obviously a hit i don't i don't see the characters catching on on like an overwatch level with all the cosplay and the porn and stuff like that yeah. because they just most of the like only two of the characters to me even look cool like and that's the the falcon or bird guy and then the gas mask guy i think the other ones are kind of stupid but um the idea is good the idea is smart in today's age as far as the hero thing goes yeah um i don't feel like they're gonna catch on quite as much either but more because kind of like shay was saying they're all basically the same um yeah. like well, aren't I, their I abilities really unique or well, they're all unique, but they're just not impactful enough to really latch on to. Like, oh, I'm I'm gonna have such other than like I said, caustic being a little overtuned right now. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, like other than that, they all feel close enough together that if somebody picks your favorite, it's not like, oh no, I'll not be able to play the game this time. Like, I'm That's just gonna I'm gonna really suck for having you know yeah, not being yeah, able to pick yeah. my favorite character. They all play similarly enough that you're not gonna get like screwed because. You know, you just don't know how to play this new hero. Um, there are a that couple one of weird big... things okay. that will take some practice to learn. Which, oddly enough, they need they need a training mode that doesn't suck. Um, for this reason, the training mode has access to all the guns in it, so you can pick up the guns, learn how they work, and stuff like that. But you're stuck with only one legend. Like you can only play as the healer in there, and you can't even like practice all the abilities and stuff. Um, and so kind of learning how those abilities work is something they, speaking of a competitive environment, they, they need that going forward. You need to be able to pick which hero you're going to and like train with their abilities just to kind of see exactly how they're going to work. Um, yeah. Because a lot Hopefully of them are counterintuitive. like that in the future. 
Yeah. A lot a lot of them are counterintuitive. Like basically anyone who can call down an airstrike can damage themselves with that airstrike. Um which they don't tell you that. And it's something you're not gonna learn until you eventually go into a game and realize, oh, they're shooting me too. Um and like that's that's something you shouldn't be in a competitive game when you find out. Like they, they need to have that sort of information in a training mode. Like you need to be able to play as all the heroes. Um Yeah. Beforehand. I hope they going forward they do that. Mm-hmm. Like the the training mode itself, to me, like the dialogue was pretty humorous with the with the robot. I enjoyed that aspect of it. And yeah. I think it was a I think it was a fairly quick down and it's dirty. It's great cut for you getting into the game and yeah. yeah, it gets you in the tutorial quick, it lines you out quick, and you feel like you're ready to go. Bad part for me is, I, I always do this, I don't know why, I always fuck it up every time. I go through the tutorial, I'm like, yeah, 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 I know how to play a fucking shooter. And then I forget, like, half the things that I need to remember. Like, so, like, you guys were talking earlier about the tagging thing, and the tagging thing is one of the best parts of the game, I think, personally. You know, I was on a really good team last night. We ended up going first place mainly due to them. No, of no consequence to me. I got like one kill, and um, they were just really, really good at tagging things. They would tag an enemy. They would tag extra syringes or med kits. They would tag extra shields. They would tag these good attachments to your weapons. Mm -hmm. They were so good at tagging that it made my experience much more, um, kind of. I don't want to say intuitive, but it was easier to get around and it was easier to get the things yeah. I needed because of that tagging system. And for me, I, I just, I hope in the future to kind of get back on track to what we were talking about. Um, I hope that they integrate a tutorial that you can play again and again, just well, with different characters. So you yeah, get the you feel can replay of the tutorial, you get the but feel of each character. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you need to be able to go in there and mess around with all the characters to, to really right, get a feel that's of what that. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the two things that stick with me uh, the most that kind of frustrate me with this genre is that every one of them has like something I like and then something that I wish like a mission. Like, for example, I still like the I know you didn't necessarily agree with this, Shay, and that's fine. But like, I still think like the sort of the bright art direction of of Fortnite. I know it's kind of gone off the rails lately, but I still always like that world and that art direction. I just hated Mm -hmm. the way that game plays. Uh, and I like I like the way this game plays as just as just as much as you know like Blackout, but the like the art direction to me isn't quite as strong as as Fortnite. Uh, but it's better than like Blackout might have been the one I liked the most, except for the fact that they had no art direction at all. It was like the most <laughs> yeah. stale looking thing I've ever seen. So like everyone, and I haven't played PUBG to be fair, but yeah. so every one of these games for me has like something I really like, and then something I wish that another game would incorporate. Um, and that's. That's a personal thing that I have. Uh, I think it's. I, sorry, go ahead. I, I don't, I don't dislike the Fortnite art direction. I and I don't think I implied that. So I just want to make sure that's clear. Well, you said um, juvenile, so that's. The I thing think that, it does look a little juvenile. It does look a little like, like a cartoon, I, I, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I maybe juvenile wasn't the right word. Yeah. In general, but when comparing it to this Lisa game, Frank goes to war. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to Twitter. Shay said Fortnite's juvenile. Oh my god! No, it um, it just to me it feels like 
Is it because you associate it with a bunch of little kids playing on their tablets at Taco Bell? That's definitely part of it, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, absolutely. I think it's fair. Um, I mean, I, it's hard not it's hard not to separate them. I'm trying to think of a good comparison. Like, it, it'd be like if you went back and played Halo 1, which for its time was a beautiful-looking game. It was a fun-looking game, but the art direction would look a little bit childish, you know, just because it's a little dated. Yeah. And then... Yeah, just the, with the polygon we count, at, it would kind of feel like playing with yeah. Tonka toys these days. Right. Right. So if like if we were to compare like Halo 1 to like Halo 3 or to Halo Now or even to Destiny. And that's to me what it kind of like that's why I said juvenile, but like the art direction in this game, I actually really enjoy it. It feels not too military-esque. It feels like like a fantasy rendition of like different parts of war in different areas like there's a part that feels kind of like and i don't mean to be any type of insensitive whatsoever what i would in my mind what i would depict the vietnam war to look like there's a certain section of that that looks like this fantasy driven area that looks kind of like that or you go to a different area and it's a lot more flat and i imagine that's kind of like what a more world war one type setting would be or you go to this other area and there's a bunch of buildings and they're high-tech buildings. And I kind of imagine what a, a fantasy-style war would take place in, like, a concrete jungle type of setting. Like, it has all these different um, little areas and it feels like this this fantasy yet realistic uh, world. And I really like the art direction in this game. Yeah, that's, and like I said, that's not, I, it tweets their own. It's fine. I think it's... Yeah, it's it's definitely a step up from something like Blackout for sure, um, which is the main issue that I had with that that game. Very sterile looking, um, but not quite as interesting as like Titan. I just think Titanfall had a kind of a, maybe it's just robots. Maybe, it's just having giant robots makes it a little cooler. I, I don't know. I did Titanfall notice that they awesome, put a man. lot of giant robots just walking around outside the level, <laughs> so you feel yeah. feel special still. <laughs> oh, there it is. I see it. Look at the big robot. Um, anyway, we should probably, we got a lot to talk about, so I think that's a, a pretty good transition for us. Um, sounds like you and Josh are enjoying it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I still walk out and get shot in the first couple minutes, so I don't <laughs> think this game is ever going to work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad you and a lot of other people seem to be really digging it. And it's cool. The coolest thing, the biggest thing I thought about with this was that it dropped for free, right? Everyone can play it for free. And that's really yeah. cool. Like, why did I, why do you have to pay for Blackout? Why the fuck do you have to pay for Call of Duty Blackout? That's ridiculous. It is well, fucking ridiculous. Well, that I think that tells you all that you need to know about where the con, uh, the Call of Duty franchise has gone. That right there. <sighs> it's just interesting. Yeah, it's just. I mean, I know you get other things they in that game. They still make like single the, player campaigns in those games for some reason, and that's. I uh, think that's well, the price bl- tag. So. Well, not Blackout. Blackout yeah. didn't. But yeah, exactly. Like, why? What? What are we paying for with that one? Like, I mean, even if they sold the other stuff, like I think the blackout mode would, it probably would have been a lot more popular if it was free because ever if yeah. we live in a world now where people are like apex legend. Oh, how much is it free? Okay. I'll download it. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of, yeah. Like I'm curious about that with like destiny even like, cause I've not kept up with it because of the expansion prices, but I'm curious if I'm curious if they'd get enough new people to make their money with like loot boxes and crap in that game if they'd make it free to play i'm sure there's somebody who decided that it wasn't worth it but i'm i'm curious because it's got to be it's got to be getting close 
I feel kind of guilty about that because there's so much good single player content and the worlds are so beautiful and I just feel like it's a it sounds kind of a derogatory thing to say multiplayer games should be free but I just feel like you're getting I don't know that's a debate for another day it sounds yeah. like you guys are enjoying it though so that's cool um mm-hmm. I wanted to say if you by the way our Patreon page is <laughs> try to find a good transition here um you go to patreon.com slash slash sword chomp and if you look for our vip tier it's a five dollar tier we can get access to a top secret instagram page that we have and right now we're doing some cool stuff i'm showing people a tour of my podcast studio and all the gaming things i've collected over my life there's lots of inside jokes in there if you're a fan of the show special videos and pictures and things like that we make and um it's for the hardcore but you also support us in the process, and that means the world to us. So if you go to patreon.com slash swordchomp, um, you can support us. Look for that VIP tier. Um, I want to transition to Kingdom Hearts. So this is pretty pretty interesting. I We talked about this last week. We wanted to get our first impressions of Kingdom Hearts uh, 3. Fish actually spent three hours with it last night, so we could talk about it on the show. So good job, Fish. You did it. Taking it for the team. So, um, I'll bring Fish in here first. Josh, I know, has a lot to say, too. He gave us some impressions last week, but I know it was at the very end of the podcast. Um, and Fish, I know we haven't heard from you in a while because you didn't jump into Apex Legends. So, you spent three hours last night. Uh, you wanted to make sure you got to the gummy mm-hmm. ship because you're a fucking sick, sick individual. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And so, yeah, so you, we both played a lot of Kingdom Hearts when we were kids, and... You know, you bought this for the crew so we could share it on Xbox, which is kind of funny because you kicked me off last night when I was trying to play some. So, way it goes. It's a small price you pay for playing a game for free. That's true. That's true. But yeah, so you spent a couple, three hours with the game, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, what What are your first impressions? How you? What are you thinking about it? Feeling about it? Talk to me. Um, for one, the story. I feel like there's. Within that first three hours, I felt like there was probably an hour and a half of just dialogue between characters and cutscenes. And that got a bit frustrating for me because at that point, like, I already knew, you know, all the main characters, you know, Donald, Goofy, Sora, they're sort of, I don't want to say cringy. Uh, moments uh, and <laughs> camaraderie that they have but it it's up there like i i understand it's like it's more it's kind of geared towards kids you know it's the disney franchise and squaresoft and them making something that's accessible to all ages um and you have to know that going into this game otherwise if you're going in there for any other thing like you're gonna be sorely disappointed and yeah. oddly I'm enough kind of, like that seems yeah. to get better as it goes because it becomes a running thing. Like Oh really? Yeah, like uh, particularly like Sora or Donald will say something that isn't quite true, like a slight slight lie in order to try to make things not awkward and mm. Goofy will correct them. And that happened it's happened like over and over again where like he'll bring something up and just make the conversation ridiculously awkward because he had to correct one of them on something and it kind of becomes a running thing. Um, but yeah, nice. like at the beginning it, you don't have context for it yet. And it's like, 
it's super super awkward <laughs> and you don't yes. realize that it's going to yeah. be a thing well oh yeah God. yeah well and it, yeah it's it's a, the, the dialogue is awkward and that's kind of the uh, the joke about everyone who's commenting on our instagram page was talking about how that's the dialogue is a little off-putting which is i don't really know if it's always been that way or if that's just the way it seems to me now because i was younger i don't know i don't no, have the it's, reference it's of pretty point. much always been that way it's always been the melodramatic square soft like final fantasy 8 but somehow even more childlike Hey. type melodrama stuff in Kingdom Hearts. Like, well, it's always I think been the that benef- way. So. The benefit of those older Final Fantasy games, though, is that there was no voice acting. So you could, you could read it in your head in a very convincing and beautiful way. Um, and no one had to deliver it. Not a 30-year-old Haley Joe Alsman with, uh, with a beard delivering lines of a child. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this, it's, it's weird that they chose to start the game. I wish they would have thrown me into like the Toy Story world or something like that. Exciting. Right off the bat, I'm like, oh, Olympia, great, Hercules, great. Yeah, it was interesting because I couldn't, like, I think they were trying to have you revisit someplace from before just to kind of show you, like, how cool it was compared to the old games, just, like, because that way you had a point of reference, because the Olympia worlds have always basically been, like, the, like, the boss run or the challenge level. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's, you're basically just in the arena. And in yes. this one, you're, like, fighting for, Hades for good all the way up through, you know, Olympus, and, like, it's just yeah. big, you know... Going through Thebes. Like, Uncharted-esque, you know, story stuff, like, scripted events happening all over the place thing that that jumps right into, um, which... I, I agree, kind of felt weird because it was so, like, triple-A game... Esque compared to a lot of the other ones, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, all the all the characters are there. Like the world is there. Like the familiarity of previous games is there. It just doesn't feel like it has like that Kingdom Hearts well, soul that I remember it. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts one and two. Mm-hmm. Yet, but I think that's yeah, the thing yeah. is people are speculating that maybe some of this stuff was the problem is when you have a game that's made over this course of time and has had this many uh, production problems. This is the thing I hate, but I understand is that people try to speculate. Oh, maybe they made this seven years ago, or maybe they didn't know how to start the game. You know, like there's all these theories flying around. That I mean, it's fun to speculate about, I guess, if that's what you're into. But you're just kind of like, oh, that's a little, a little weird. But um, yeah, I just, I just, it's. it's it's been difficult for me to get into. It's been difficult for me to get into that first area. Uh, so you kind of have to power through. I would say that to anyone. Just power through it because it sounds like from talking to Josh and other people that it does get, you know, once you start getting the I world. Mean, it's, it's not Toy even Story, bad. Mushroom. It's just you have basically no frame of reference for why you're doing anything at the beginning. Yes. Like I was saying because yeah. it's like, it, it, like the, the, the intro gives you a huge, it, it's really good at giving you like a 10,000 foot overview looking down of what the hell's happening in the story but like as far as why you are where you are doing what you're doing at the beginning of the game you've got fucking nothing like there's nothing to go on and so it's just like it's just yeah that's only thing i'm i'll I'll respectfully disagree with you on is i did not feel like it caught me up at all um it it tells you who all the major players are and oddly enough no, it doesn't. It just—it's a music video with people fighting each other. There's no, te- there's no dialogue. 
so you completely skipped the story this far thing before you even start the game. I and didn't see that. I did not. That, it's in the I main did, menu, and after oh, it's you, a me- oh, it's and a menu. after okay, you okay. finish that intro cutscene, it asks you if you know what the fuck's going on. And if you don't, it'll let you play it directly from in the game if you have no clue what the fuck is going on. So, given both chances to find out what the fuck was going on, you said, no, no, I'm good. Are you sure? Yes. I, I don't remember that. Like I really it, wish that dialogue option was in the game. Like if it, Do you know what the fuck's going on? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember no. that at all. No. Well, you know all. what? It might have been... I did skip some of that. I think it's because I was trying to play on Fish's profile and mm-hmm. I was... Jumping through that opening, yeah, movie. it's kind of like I might have got it, disoriented. It shows I, up. I legitimately where, don't remember that. Basically, at all. where any other NPC would show up and ask you if you wanted to see the tutorial again. It what, sh- does it say tutorial though? No, it doesn't. It's got okay. two options. Like, do you know what's happening in the story, or do you want to know more about the combat? And you see, probably skip both. Yeah, because it it seemed like one of those things where the game's like, do you know what you're, you know, I did, are you talking about after you fight that first thing on yeah, the clouds? Yeah, like after the in, initial first, like, heartless boss. Practice which is, battle. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is like the same first boss that's been in every single Kingdom Hearts game I, at this point. Yeah, but like, I thought it just conveyed, like, do you want to, do you know how to play the game? And I was like, yes, I know Well, one of the, the options is, like, specifically, do you know what the story is going? God damn it! Yeah. I didn't see that at all. Did you watch that thing, Fish? Yes, I did. Yeah. Was it helpful? I mean, it if it for for me, it kind of flashes through a lot of those events like in very quick pace. Where yeah. like you see one thing, you and you get to thinking, okay, that's what's happening, and then they jump to another thing, and your brain has to immediately process that, which which is kind of the Kingdom Hearts type of story that I'm used to. But like them delivering it like that over the whole arc of kingdom hearts thus far as far as story goes like it was a lot to process for me and i couldn't keep up with it about a quarter of the way through it too so i mean yeah i I don't feel lost in the story because i've always been lost (laughs) that's a good point that's fair what the hell did i really miss yeah well i mean the biggest thing though is that sora is not even really the main character of this story anymore like he hasn't been for like the last five games and so he's still not even really the main storyline there. He's Sora is kind of like his own MacGuffin in this series at this point. And like the actual story is revolving around other people. Um, and so if you're not following along with that, it can be really awkward. Um, I will say the, uh, yeah, no, I agree. I will say that the, the song at the beginning was not as bad as I remembered it being. Maybe I found a weird clip on YouTube. Yeah. I'm not saying I love it. You may it have watched it on a, on a phone. It on a yeah, phone yeah. dubstep is like the worst because there's no the, bass to drop. It's uh, yeah, yeah. The, the Skrillex the Skrillex elements of the song are not super intrusive, uh, so it's fine. And they threw that opening video together in it, and it. I guess that's just the weird thing about sort of perspective and time because when I was a kid, I would have had chills you know, running up my spine, and now I'm just like all these goofy-looking kids and Disney characters. I'm just like, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's just weird. It's weird. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how I even feel about some of that stuff. But anyways, you get into the game, and it's, it plays like Kingdom Hearts. It's weird because it's, this, the combat system is like five seconds into it. I do agree, Josh, in the first three hours of the game I've played, 
it, I don't think I've even been touched by an enemy so far. Uh, yeah. And I'm not even particularly good at video games, so I would just jump, a a a a a but jump, mm-hmm. a a a a Yeah, um, yeah, the combat's really easy, and yeah, like I, like I said, the one death I've had in this game was from my controller dying, and for some fucking reason, this is the only game on the PS4, or on any, like anything in the last 10 years, where if your controller dies, the game doesn't pause. <laughs> that happened to me. That happened to me. Well, I sort of. I was. I was kind of spacing out and checking my phone. And uh, that first boss in the Hercules area was like stomping me around. And that's how easy this game is. I was about to die because I had not been playing. And uh, I just started spamming whatever those special attacks are on Y, mm-hmm. where it's just like. Pshaw, pshaw, and then Hercules picked me up and threw me. And then I killed the boss in like three hits. So I was like, <laughs> all right, well, that's great. Uh-huh. Um, it's pretty easy, like, especially, yeah, it it really is. But, I mean, that's tough, though, because I feel like there's a lot of action RPG games that have, it's been a good era between Nier and Final Fantasy 15 where, like, action RPG combat's been pretty good, so yeah. I, I'm not sure how to feel mm-hmm. about. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I could give them a pass if there weren't, like, 18 other lower difficulties that they could make this easy. Like I'm playing on hard and it's still this easy. Like, what are the what are the lower difficulties for? Like, if if like well, you're yeah. just shit stomping everything on hard mode, what even is the other difficulties? Does the game just play itself? Like, what's... well, like with the hard with the hard difficulty, just be like an increased HP because at some point that's not really more interesting. It's just well, enemy attacks are gonna be more damaging, so you actually have to avoid stuff. Instead of I just guess, like yeah, tanking yeah. it all, your um, mind. That's the problem I have is my mind kind of goes slack when I'm playing it because I don't have to think. Yeah, I you just, don't. You can take hits in this game. It doesn't really matter. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, you have your party that will auto heal you as well. So I mean, yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, like the one time you get hit, he's like, "Here you go." I'm like, "All right, fine." Mm-hmm. I still wonder if that's because of the audience they're trying to gear this toward. Yeah, I do. But like, I, like I said. I still think... I'm not saying it makes it right. Just yeah, saying. no. The hard difficulty needs to be at least... At least make you think about the combat. Like, it should not just yeah. be mindless on hard mode. Especially so. if it's the third game. Most people who are playing this are probably invested in these kinds of games and the other games in the series. Yeah. So like it's, <laughs> it's strange. Yeah, it's odd. Like, I don't even care about difficulty that much in games. Like, I just... Not even a thing. It's just when you have that many difficulty options right at the beginning and the hard mode is not hard at all. Like it's still the hard mode of this game is one of the easiest games I've played in years. Like, yeah, yeah, it's too bad. Uh, so fish, all right, tell me about the gummy ship. How do you feel mm. about the fucking gummy ship? Well, well, like Josh said, uh, in our previous podcast, it, it is open world. Um, and, but I didn't get to go to, I didn't get to customize my ship or anything. It was just the first opening to where I had to go oh, yeah. to another okay. place. So Yeah, they spit um, you right out in the world before you have a chance to customize. Right, yeah. In the intro. Yeah, but you do get to explore around and see what it's about, get get used to the controls and everything. And um, it seems like something I would probably get down with. Because um, I was... There's, I guess, like treasure spheres around the world that you can unlock, and they're kind of like a puzzly in nature, very easy puzzle. I wonder if they get harder. Um, um, it's odd. They gave a tutorial 
with the impression that this would be a puzzle, and right. I've not found one that way yet. Like, so eventually mm. they must get there, but I haven't found one that was actually a challenge at all. Like, mm. it was still yeah, just kind of like shoot anything you see has been all the ones I've seen so far. So, yep. shoot it. Mm. Yeah, it was just a sphere where you like shoot at this certain points that t- turn it counterclockwise or clockwise, and you line up the grids kind of like a pipeline type of game. Um, as as you a, pi- circ- a pipeline, <laughs> what's that? A, a pipeline uh, kind I, of I, game. I, I don't know what. The hell you know that, that even you know the you know the hacking mini game in uh, Bioshock mm-hmm. where you have yeah. to get the mm-hmm. flow of the kind of like that it, you're essentially lining up lines turning a gear type of thing to line up lines to where Woo, this sounds thrilling you are selling me on this yeah it's <laughs> it was it was it was interesting but I mean there's enemies of course that you fly around and. Uh, shoot at um and whenever you you can actually pick your battles as in this one where it's just not a bunch of enemies flying around the screen you'll actually see um a battle uh enemy flying around and if you fly up to them then that's when you know enemies start showing up and you uh get the kind of the traditional gummy ship experience uh, with that, and you get graded as well. Yeah, but the only time you'll be surprised by an enemy is if you're like hiding in an asteroid or something, and then realize it's not an asteroid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, I, I like the th- fact that you can explore around with the gummy ship. Um, it, it's, uh. I don't know if I like it better though than like the standalone levels of Kingdom Hearts 2 where um each level you get to replay if you want to go back with it and um you know exactly where the enemies are going to pop up and uh kind of perfect your score. I mean, you can still do that with that uh in this game, but um adding that exploration with it um I'm not quite sure I- I'd have to you know, put some more hours into the game and definitely delve deeper into the gummy ship. But it, it seems promising to me. That's why I'm kind of excited for it. But I only put in three hours into the game and got up to the gummy ship part. So, yeah, I, I'm glad you bought it though, Fish, because for me, it's, it hasn't really been grabbing me yet for the reasons we've all talked about. But I, I have to see it through. I have no choice. It's part of my obligation. And uh, so I think it's something I'll probably try and come back to when it's a little quieter because I'm just. Yeah. There's a lot going on right now that I really do want to play, and I, I don't want this right. to sound too negative to a lot of Kingdom Hearts fans out there. It's just, like, th- this is my quick run-through. The story, there's really nothing there. The dialogue, with the combat so far, my brain just goes slack. Like, I just, when I'm playing it, I don't dislike it. I'm just not mentally engaged in any way. My, I'm just, I feel like my brain is drifting off to think about other things because I, there's nothing that's engaging me. Like, there's no dialogue. There's, like... There's so many games now that have... That's one of my favorite part about games now. It's why we do a podcast. I just love dialogue. I love the art of dialogue. I love people talking. And every time someone opens their mouth in this game, I just... I shudder, you know? So, just, I, I don't know. I'm having trouble with it, but... I gotta see those worlds through at some point. I gotta see the Toy Story world. I gotta see the Monsters, yeah. Inc. world. The Toy Story but, world is great. Because that's, that's one of the ones, like I was telling you last week, has, like, the, the toy mechs in there, which yeah. are actually pretty fun. Because, like I was saying, 
they're designed to get broken, so the combat is more challenging whenever they're around. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, and just fun. seeing the world like the, the the art for the most part, I think they captured the look of Kingdom Hearts. Like it looks, I'm playing on Xbox One X, and it looks it looks pretty good. I mean, it really like for the most part, like as far as that art style, that cartoony look goes, yeah, I think everything looks really, really smooth. Well. And, yeah, yeah, it looks it looks it looks pretty good. Like the first area they started me in the tutorial, I was like in the very Final Fantasy esque. It was like clouds, but like when you walked around, you saw like water ripples. Like, like you were in the clouds, but somehow walking on water. It made it made mm-hmm. no sense, and that's that's what I loved about Final Fantasy is they would do all this ridiculous stuff that didn't make any sense. Yeah, uh, haven't seen a Final Fantasy character yet. Been I haven't either. And oh no, so are you I'm, serious? Yeah, no. like twenty hours in, oh, and there aren't no. any. So what? I don't know what creative decision led to that. Like, they were basically only in supporting roles ever before. So I don't really know where they'd show up, but... But they made a big deal about how to use yeah, them. Yeah, like, it, it is strange that I've not seen any so far. That's why... I thought for sure you were going to say the opposite, Josh. That's horrifying. Yeah, really well, is. then again, because the game doesn't, like, immediately start out in some hub world um like all the other games have had like some weird completely made up you know only for kingdom hearts world right at the beginning um and this one goes back to twilight town so you're not in a new world yet like there's no new world like there's there's no new place for all the final fair all the final fantasy characters to show up um and so i'm wondering if once there's got to be a completely new world at the end that's not like a disney themed one like a completely new kingdom hearts world and i'm expecting to see the final fantasy characters start showing up around then if i had to guess because that's kind of where they've been in the past they've never well they found cool ways to do it like when you got to that even like in olympia in the past and you saw cloud and and hades were quarreling optional bosses and stuff and like i'm not well no but he had cuts But he, but Cloud yeah. had like cutscenes where he was he was talking to Hades and stuff, and like the mm-hmm. Squall had had cutscenes. Like they were they were characters, like they were yeah. support characters, but they were. It was I don't know. It's maybe it makes me wonder how much. Uh, back in the day, I was just like fanboying, like <gasps> it's Cloud. Yeah, Ooh, it's Squall. I, 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 part of me wonders that too. Like everyone got into that series because they were huge fanboys of something, and you were just the Final Fantasy fanboy. And since they've scaled that back. Like you're just mm. you're done now. Now it's just now it's just the Disney, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is I loved I like Disney as much as the next person. But I mean, if it was a Disney game that released, I don't think people would be clamoring for it. Like, dude, we gotta play that new Disney game, you mm-hmm. know? So I I don't know. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's, it's it's an interesting decision that they sound like they've made creatively to do that. So yeah, I mean, that's we'll a weird see thing. Long term, what eventually gets there? Because yeah, yeah. I'm sure Weird. they're in there somewhere. Somewhere. Um, Fish, do you have any other thoughts on this before we move on from your first couple hours that you feel like you need to get off your chest? You need to say it with your chest? Um, <clears throat> I do. The combat is indeed kind of boring in this game. Um, and I'm wondering if it was like that with the previous two games that I played. Um, but they do add this new thing called attractions which i kind of enjoy they're the attractions you mean the attractions 
the attractions. Uh, Attra- there it's you go. the uh, it's the abilities that you can use uh, in fight that um, after I guess you yeah. go in. I I don't know how exactly you trigger yeah. them. If you hit yeah. any yeah. enemy with a green outline, oh, okay, you, uh, yeah, you get yeah. one of those triggers. And right. that that oddly enough seems to be where the challenge is in the combat because mm-hmm. you can use those things and go for a high score because, <laughs> because there's no challenge in the actual combat so you may as right. well use one of those contextual things and try to beat your high score um, yeah well the one showed up on the yeah. first boss for me but i don't know why it was just like uh press this button for the big train ride to come out and then i was driving this train around a titan and shooting it and i was like <laughs> but i don't know why it showed up or anything and the weird thing was i wasn't doing a lot of damage with the train but like when it got around it, I pressed finish and it blew up in its face and killed it in one hit. It took like eighty percent of its health, like spontaneously combusting. So I was like, "What? I could have just blown up in front of its face." Like it's weird. Like I, you just figure stuff like that on your own, I guess. It's it's odd. This game is very weird. This is a weird game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Perplexing, maybe is a better um, way to say it. So you're saying your the combat hasn't really. Scratched. It may, yeah, it does make you wonder if the Kingdom Hearts combat was a little sim. Well, it was of a different era, though. To be fair, well, it was right. two is still way better. Like I was saying, because like I have had that co- collection, and two they put all their effort into that. And every game since then, they've tried to make it just as pretty as two, but without the actual depth that that combat system had. Um. Yeah, it's like they kind of got away from the fact that it was a game and we're just trying to finish the story in some... Yeah, so the everything is just as flashy as it was in 2, because 2 added a bunch of those crazy flashy moves that you could do in there. But now all those flashy moves are as powerful as they looked like they should have been in 2, and everything just dies instantly. Like, you just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, um, I do want to take this moment to say that uh, we are sponsored by Sassy D Merch, all right? And uh, talk about weird mashups. This is not a weird mashup because they're all about, they're all about dick jokes, and so are we. Um, but no, they, they sponsor us. They're, there's some really cool guys um, that run it. And if you go to at Sassy D Merch, um, you'll see them all over our Instagram page. You can go check out um, their designs and their merchandise. They just dropped one called The Mermaid. That's pretty cool. You should check it out. Of course, they have the legendary Pikachu one um, that has to be seen to believe. They're they're really cute and clever, but they also make great gag gifts. Like, I'm looking forward to giving my uh, sister one of these on Christmas or for her birthday or something, just so she opens it up and she's like, what the heck? It's <laughs> going to be an actual ball gag. It's, it's You say gag gift, but it's going to be an actual ball gag. Yeah, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll put a ball gag inside of the mug. There you go. That's no, that, right. that's a weird... You can't get you a gift like that for your you sister. You can't give that's your weird. sister a ball you know, gag. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Do oh, man. Yeah, huh. that's, that's you know weird. What's crazy, on... Morgan, is um, I was actually talking to those guys, Sassy D merch guys, and they recently just revealed to me that their mermaid mugs are already completely sold out because what? Fish has purchased all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I man. Mean, I, I thought those. I'm pretty sure those things were a limited run. Um, turns out they're not, and I don't know what I'm gonna do with fifty. Yeah, you know, mermaid well, that, bugs, but... yeah, fish got all of them and realized mean. he needed a smaller size. Because <laughs> 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 
Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Not a mug, but a teacup? Uh, we need to get in touch with them. Can you guys make a thimble version of Fish's mm-hmm. favorite design? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At Sassy D Merch, uh, check them out. Uh, they sponsor Sword Chomp. Um, I, so I got some polls I want to get to as well. Uh, you know, we've hit a lot of the main games we wanted to talk about. Um, I do, I've been previewing this right before I get to the polls the whole time, and this is a great bit of comedy. So if you've stuck in for the show, <laughs> you're in for a treat. As you heard at the beginning of the show, Fish was careful to tell us, um, that he had enjoyed beating my ass with Richter, and I whooped him with Sonic, and it turned into this whole thing. This is about a minute long, uh, but I think our fans will love it. I think you, Josh, and Shay have not heard this yet, so this is one of my favorite things to do on the podcast. This is a real voice message from Fish. Let's do it. <laughs> no, no. Dude, the entire time I was fighting you, I was just laughing my ass off. Even Sonic, like, it was just annoying because he kept doing that, like, twirl thingy. <laughs> Does, like, three damage or whatever. Some weak-ass fucking shit. You gotta hit me, like, a hundred times to even get me up to a hundred percent. I was just laughing my ass off over that. Um, but it is what it is, you know. I got something for Sonic's ass and sudden, sudden death. He's going to get a fucking cross thrown right through his fucking heart. I'm going to kill everybody's favorite blue blur of a fucking dumb mascot. I should be dead by now. I don't even know why he's alive. Oh, wait. Yeah, he's... Yeah, he should be alive because of Sonic Mania, right? That's me slurping on Richter's big dick. Huh. And... Wow. You hear me slurping on, uh... Sonic's dick? That's it. That's that's the whole length. It's like, whoa, weird. I thought there was a dick here. I must have just got pubic hair. <laughs> what? Wow. You know, that went from, like, angry old bitter man who is too competitive <laughs> to admit that he lost, fair and square, to incredibly homoerotic. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, welcome to uh, my mind. Mm. I've, I've, <laughs> look, I told welcome you to Fish's Friday nights. Yeah. Sonic's Sonic's best attribute is the speed. It's like a small vibrator. Okay, it's not about the length. I mean, we talked about this before. That's why they um, call him the Blue Bullet. <laughs> the blue, <laughs> got that spin dash. Uh, anyways, uh, that brought me great joy, but I wanted to go through some polls here that we've had running up, um, every Monday and Tuesday, and some of these topics are going to fly right back into things we already talked about, uh, so I probably should have split them in there, but whatever, we're going to run through them, because they're good. Um, (laughs) that's my big sell. They're good. By the way, Fish, I put in our story that you said Skyrim was overrated last week, and it was the most I've ever had anyone message me privately from the story, uh, rage, confusion. Um, disgust. Uh, <laughs> you name it. Huh? Skyrim? Why are you hitting on that now? 
It's never too late for fish to destroy your dreams. So if you didn't hear that, check out our last podcast. Uh, that was a fun discussion. First poll of the week, I said, so Apex Legends buzz is quite high. And the two choices were more Battle Royale, meh, or Titanfall Royale. Yeah, I love it. It came back 58%. Let's just round up 60 to 40. Generally, people are pretty excited about it. And that was probably before some people even got their hands on it. So there might have been some skeptics that mm-hmm. tried it, enjoyed it a lot more. Because um, I feel like we all have that Battle Royale fatigue now, right? You're, oh, another fucking Battle Royale game. Great. Yeah. Um, so the next one, let's see. All right, Kingdom Hearts fans, so far, how has your time with Kingdom Hearts 3 been? This was fascinating because it ended up splitting right down the middle uh, between either it's fine, just fine, or everything I dreamed. So it's about 50 50, hmm. um, which is interesting. Um, yeah. And I, I think, kind of like I was alluding to earlier, a lot of that's going to be how big of a fan you were. Because so much of the story in this game is not based around Sora at all. Like, a, a lot of the story at this point is kind of revolving around uh, Ventus, Aqua, and Terra, which were the three characters from Birth by Sleep. Um, mm. And kind of their relationship with everything else going on. And kind of like I said before, Sora is almost his own MacGuffin at this point. Um, like, basically anything that can't be explained with other storyline methods, oh, just because just Sora is special, it kind of ends up being the answer. Um, and so, yeah, like, I, I feel like if you're not really familiar with that game, it's, it's going to be a little bit harder to get into this one. Um, because... Um, I suggest, well, I suggest when, you get, when you go back to yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3, checking out that story so far thing, because that'll <laughs> kind of get you that, caught yeah. up on what the hell's actually going on. Um, but still, if you haven't played through that game, it's going to be a little bit harder of a sell, because you're, you're not going to already have this connection with these three characters, which were really good, like re- really good characters from before, but weren't in one of the numbered games so far. So if you, if you missed them, you missed them. And so it's going to be like, what, what, who are these three, and why is the story about them now? Um, That's such a square move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's based around these three characters that weren't even in Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah. Enjoy Kingdom Hearts 3. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Yeah, that's probably... That's good That's good advice for someone who knows more about the series uh, than I do. So, mm-hmm. um, do you, I think you'll like this one, Josh. I said, do you consider Smash a real fighting game? Just to get it out there, because there's that, I think there's sort of a um, undercurrent in the, in the fighting community that some people don't consider a real fighting game, but 77% of our audience said yes, they do consider Smash mm-hmm. a real fighting game. Yeah, like I could see why not at the beginning, because it was not really balanced for the first couple games. They just like, they didn't really, really put as much effort into it, because, you know, they weren't really making a fighting game as far as they were concerned, like not a super hardcore, like, you know, street fighter type game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, They're it, making was, a party it was game. another party game is, yeah. as far as they were concerned. And um, I think it kind of took them a while. It was, wasn't until the GameCube when then, you know, Melee, yeah. they put, they put all the effort into it. Um, yeah. I like, I think it's there. Like this game is, so tightly balanced compared to even a lot of other fighting games that are going specifically for 
the fighting game, you know, core audience. Um, and it's, it's really impressive. So. Yeah, I, I think it is. I think you have to kind of change a lot of the, the settings to make it pure. Like I like, you gotta get battlefield. I like to take a lot of the items out and shit. Mm-hmm. You have to purify it a little bit, but I think it definitely yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. The items add so much extra randomness in there that like, yeah, it's, it's kind of, a, it's, it's completely different experience playing with items and all the other crazy randomness that goes on. And there's definitely a place for that, but like it's, it's easy enough to turn it off if you don't want any of that randomness in there to make it like a really hardcore fighting game. It, just, it yeah. gives, it gives you the option. So. I, I think it's a fighting game personally. Like I used to not consider it one, but I definitely think it is because you look at first person shooters and I think there are different subgenres of first person shooters. Now, if we really want to quiet, mm-hmm. quantify it as such, you know, you, you have Overwatch kind of doing its own thing, and then you have the traditional first-person shooters, and then yep. you have stuff like these battle royales now um, that are emerging into their own subgenre. Uh, if you can put them in first-person, and then you have, I think, I think you could even say you have like shooter RPGs, like something like Fallout, which is both a first-person shooter and an yeah. RPG. So I, I think the same thing here. Mm-hmm. It, it it is a fighting game. It's just its own genre. It's like an arena brawler, essentially. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I feel like there's enough room in the genre now. Like, it, like you were mentioning with first-person shooters, like so many good games were ruined because, oh, it's got to be a shooter. Like, whenever that genre was slowly becoming everything else it's turned into with, like, you know, the walking simulator and, you know, first-person horror games and everything else that has turned into there were a bunch of games kind of while that transition was happening that just kind of happened to have a shooter in them that may or may not have needed it um because of all the preconceptions of like oh this is what's got to be there um this is obviously the only way you can interact with the world if we're in first person um yeah, I the only thing about it that still is taking me a lot to get used to, like I've gone down a pretty dark hole lately. It doesn't make me any better at the game, but like I've been like looking at different characters' moves and like reading a bunch of tier lists and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um and cuz uh, I'm just trying to have fun with that side of it, but the one element of the game that's taken me a long time to get used to is uh, normally in a fighting game, you see someone's health and you know when you take the last sliver of health they're dead. And there's this weird dance in Smash where you can have like 150 health, 200 health. I've had you've had the I've had the weirdest matches where it's worked in my benefit and against me, where you just do that dance where you're in the red for a long time, and it just depends on if they get the right angle on you to shoot you out of the arena. It's it's a weird, mm-hmm. it's a strange thing, you know. It's not like I know fish has one sliver of life left, so I'm gonna smack that sliver away. It just it's a different kind of thing that I've kind of I'm not sure how I feel about it. I've accepted it. It's yeah. part of the game. Yeah, but. I've always liked that about it, actually, because it's it's a weird sort of balancing mechanic, because kind of like, I mentioned this a little bit before last week with the whole certain moves launch farther. Generally, moves that launch farther have longer wind-ups to them. They're just, they're not as safe. Yeah, like they're, moves they're hard you, to pull, they're, yeah. They're moves you don't really want to throw out there all the time, because if you whiff them, you get punished. Um, so you kind of want to pull out all the safe stuff to begin with, get their health, you know, like rack up a bunch of damage on them and then eventually just, you know, knock them out of the ring. 
Um, but yeah, it you makes just need this, that one. Yeah, hit it, it leads to a really yeah. cool flow where like you'll put a bunch of damage on them, and then you'll have to go for these riskier moves to finally finish yeah. them off, which will kind of give you a chance to to even things out. And it's I've I've, I've always liked that sort of just just the flow to the combat in the in that series in general but it is it's very different it's it's not I, like I had no idea anything else so I had no idea you could do smash moves on the right the right stick um I was doing them like the really convoluted way where you have to hit like the attack button and the directional button at the same exact time mm-hmm. um and it was like kind of spotty but yeah you can just there's smash moves on the right joystick it, it doesn't make them go any quicker but it's just like more like, you know it's a guarantee and you can just move that joystick in the direction you want with your other joystick to pull off those smash. It's mm-hmm. weird. It's there's. I've been going into the controls and I've been trying some different things. Um, like even how the shield works in that game is kind of strange. So it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. Okay, last uh, poll of the day. I want to do this to end the show in a fun way. By the way, of course, as we always end the show, as I mentioned before, Patreon.com/swordchomp. If you support us, we love you forever. Uh, Shay has a podcast where he interviews developers called Evoking the Sublime. You should download it, check it out. We have a it's on our Instagram feed as well as my podcast, In the Blood, where I interview composers. We uh, haven't been able to update those in a while because we've been really busy and doing other stuff, but we have some great interviews there if you've never checked them out. Um, and of course, you know, we'll be back next week with an amazing show, all sorts of great stuff lined up. But the last poll of the show is one of those sort of goofy polls. And the question is, I'm going to go round robin here. You have five seconds to answer, okay? Would you rather be facing a hippo on land or facing a shark, let's say a great white shark, in the water? Fish, go. Uh, I would face a hippo on land. That's the right choice. Josh? Um, probably a hippo. I'm fairly fast. Not a great swimmer. <laughs> Agreed. F- Shay. I said a hippo. Um, if I was to approach it, like, kind of semi-logically, there, what? there is a... I always forget the name of um, the, the area on the shark, but it's basically on the bridge of the nose. If you touch that area, like, you set off this, like, sensory, and it kind of... I don't want to say incapacitates the shark, but kind of basically, for the lack of a better word, makes it kind of, not unconscious, but like you are able to finesse it a little bit. Um, the likelihood that you would get that opportunity to do that while you're being attacked by a shark is infinitesimally mm. small. Uh, with yeah, a hippo, the goal shark whisperer on it, and then ride yeah, it back to right. land. That's right. Um, whereas a hippo, hippos are actually surprisingly fast when they strike. So, mm-hmm. but that being said, I'm going to have more maneuverability, more, more mobility, more speed on land in theory. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to yeah, take my Yeah, I guess it depends on, on the rules here too. Like, are we just in an encounter with them? Like running away is he, or do we have to, we have to actually win this fight. Is it a fight? Well, I, I think either way, um, I, that's a fair point. I think either way, I would rather. Uh, that's tough. I think either way, if you try to fight, I think I've got them, a better chance trouble. of actually taking out a shark. Well, the thing is, too, yeah, 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 because if we actually had to because, beat like, the hippo, there are little tiny sharks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are tiny well, sharks. We can end up fighting one of those tiny sharks, and we're okay. At that point, I'll take the shark any day. Yeah, and most he's gonna. Can, can I just <laughs> club a baby hippo? <laughs> no. <laughs> 
the the irony to this trick, uh, the the weird gray area, is that you can encounter a hippo in the water, and they are fucking fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they fucking tear you apart. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. They, but I, I assume that you were talking about something like a great white shark versus a fully grown hippo, and at that point, it would still be a hippo. But if if, yeah, if anything, yeah. if it's anything, I'll face one of those tiny ass sharks in the water. I'll I'll face one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're scary, but yeah, not I'll, as scary. I'll kick a lemon shark's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a nurse shark. That doesn't seem very scary. Sixty-four um, percent of our audience agreed with you all and said they would go with the hippo. A lot of people wanted to point out to me that hippos kill more people a year per year, per year than sharks, but they're also on land with human beings, so they probably that would make the most sense. Um, you just go wandering off the path somewhere in Africa, and all of a sudden you're staring at hippo. It's you know it's not going to happen to many people unless they yeah are going you don't out of wander ways. into the ocean quite as often. Yeah, yeah. I would say both deaths would be incredibly painful. Um, I can imagine being bit by a hippo would be unbelievably like it's, it's just the bite force. Like I was learning about that this week. The mm-hmm. a lion's teeth are not really that sharp. It's the the way they use them is kind of like the scissors, like their back teeth are the sharpest, and they the way the pressure is what gets you. Well, um, actually, where's what what a lot of what causes that bite force is something on the skull called the sagittal crest, and I actually, uh, I'm gonna do a very quick tangent. I did a uh, kind of a study where, um, at my old university, we compared sagittal crests of house cats, average house cats versus uh mountain lions versus lynx and we found that the bigger the bigger the sagittal crest um the more bite force they have in comparison to their body size so that's that's a huge driver of that and that's because that sagittal crest is an attachment point for a lot of muscles that kind of come down in your jaw area so little random fact for you guys yeah, was it that extinct frog that we looked at? Did it have one of those powerful sagittal crests? Remember the one with the bite, the crazy bite force, that giant? Yeah, extinct- I you know that's one thing I don't remember it being mentioned in the art article. Maybe it was, and I'm just forgetting. But that's actually one of the first things I looked for, and I didn't see that in there. But I would imagine, well, you know, actually, I don't know how frog skulls would work. Yeah, I don't know actually. how that works. They're generally flatter, so I don't know if. They yeah. connect exactly the same way. That's interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. that's something I want to randomly look into now. Hmm. Uh, fish, got a question for you. You Shoot. wanna you wanna see my sagittal crest? Uh, no. Yeah. It's nice. He's asking like... if you want to murder him and then peel the skin and muscle off of his skull. <laughs> <laughs> you missed the golden opportunity there, buddy. Sorry. Um, all right, well, it's been a fun show, and uh, that's going to do it for this week's Chomcast. Thanks for checking it out, hanging with the whole show if you did. We will see you next week. Thank God I got a shit real bad. I'll be right back. <laughs>